This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I want you to know that the mothership has... It's D.A. on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mindset. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership, the, the, the mothership. Let's go on. Oh, we're feeling good. I'm doing great. One question, one question only. How you doing? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. We have hit the final hour, the final show this week of DA's Vacation. Bogish, Boyle, EJ, Ryan's here. Pete's wandering around, pretending to be important. Intern Anna here, too. We've got one hour left, and then it's the weekend for us. Hopefully soon the weekend for you. We've done a lot over these three hours. Some of it has been sports. Sean Payton, Joe Burrow, Jalen Ramsey. We'll do some MLB trade deadline talk in just a second. John Palmarosi will join us about 9.15 Eastern, so 15 minutes from now. Of course, it's a Target Demo Friday. The meme has been out at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish. It is uh, Shawnee front and center, a little Pete, a now unmasked Ryan Hickey in yesterday's tuxedo, and Ryan Betcher, who's looking sharp for today's interview with Pete once we are done here this morning, responds to the post, to the meme with, how you're listening, where you're listening, and who should replace Sean. That's a heavy, loaded question. EJ not holding back, putting that out there, asking for votes, asking for names, and people have named names. No one has said hickey just yet, despite the tuxedo from yesterday. Carlos with a K tweeting in. I think he put his suit back on because Carlos was already here this week in a suit talking to Pete, but he shared a really handsome slash sexy, provocative, full-length mirror selfie of what appears to be like a linen suit, which is a, that's the, the correct summer choice. So Carlos at least looked good. Hopefully he interviewed well as well with Pete and company. But get those responses to the Target Demo Friday meme. Keep them coming in. We'll do that as always to close out the show here on a Friday. Let's talk college football for now. You may remember how good the Clemson Tigers used to be at football, and they're still good. Um, They still have had back-to-back-to-back double-digit win season, but they've also had multiple loss, three losses, in in fact, over the last couple of seasons. It's more losing than they are used to. From 2015 through 2020, they were always in the CFP. They won two national titles in that span. They do keep winning the ACC, but they have fallen just, you know, a, a... uh, a slot or two down from the biggest of boys at the moment, but they want to get back there. They've changed offensive coordinators. They still have Dabo Sweeney. Um, Garrett Riley is that OC who came from TCU, now to Clemson, trying to reinvigorate an offense that has been different, obviously, since Trevor Lawrence left. Do you remember when 
DJ Uwe Ungalale was supposed to be better than Trevor Lawrence. Do you remember Dabo saying that, that, that DJ was better as a freshman than Trevor was? And Trevor was as highly regarded a college player and NFL recruit that we've had in recent memory. And DJ is somewhere else getting drafted by baseball teams. I think it's Washington State is where he's at now. Yes. Um, and the last time I saw his name was because he was drafted in some double-digit round by a baseball team. I think it's Oregon State, actually. Oregon State, okay. Either way, I mean, he couldn't be further away from Clemson literally and figuratively at the moment. He was supposed to be the next thing. And for multiple reasons, some on him, some on them, that didn't work out. And they're trying to find a new dynamic now. But I guess, you know, to me, the the, the silver lining is... It's not like they have fallen apart here. They're just trying to find their way back to that very last game. And, you know, Dabo at times is a little bit annoying, a little over the top, a little too much for me, but he can coach football. And sooner rather than later, they're going to find their way back there. And I would think with, you know, playoff expansion coming, that that even opens up more spots to get in. They're going to be okay. Um, but I'm not sure if this is the year that Clemson fights its way back to the CFP finale. I still probably, like everybody else, would favor Georgia and Alabama and then a Big Ten winner as well before we get to Clemson. But this is a program that is always in the conversation. They're just trying to end the conversation, which they haven't done in a while. And, you know, they've had had some individually good players. They have had some guys who maybe have not, DJ's not the only guy that has not panned out the way they thought he was going to. But... And I will give Dabo Sweeney this credit. Um, he has he very rarely makes coaching staff changes. Guys have left for other jobs, but getting rid of guys is not something that he normally does. And uh, he had enough of the offense under Brandon Streeter. And after their bowl game last year, Streeter's out, and he takes Garrett Riley away from TCU. Horn Frogs had, you remember the season that they had and the offense that they had with Duggan and those wide receivers and the and multiple running backs. And now he comes to Clemson to try and fix, again, a somewhat stagnant offense. And always the built-in advantage if you're Clemson is that you're playing in the ACC. And with all due respect to everybody else in there, they have put up, at times, a frustrating lack of resistance for the Tigers in that conference, which does also hurt them because it is held against Clemson. But at least the path to the end uh, is a little bit smoother for the Tigers. But... You know, they've got to stop letting their foot off the gas. They've had some games that would have changed their entire season. And instead of winning those games like they did in the past, South Carolina, I think two years ago, comes to mind. Those are the games that they now lose, and it keeps them out of that last four and keeps them out of a chance of winning a national title. But that's the game that they uh, are talking about now, trying to figure out and fix and get there to the end. Uh, I also want to get this in, switching gears quickly. We've got a break soon-ish to talk to J.P. Morosi, but we've had this in the hopper since yesterday and didn't get to it yesterday, and we're about to run out of time again today, too. Uh, Tracy McGrady spoke about, first in GQ, about James Harden, and then made the rounds, was with Jim Rome, and then was with Zach Gelb talking about James Harden. Why in the world does he want out of Philadelphia? Uh, So here is T-Mac expounding on that, with Ryan Hickey's friend, Zach Gelb, two days ago here on CBS Sports Radio. That's going to be a tough pill for him to swallow if he's trying to get out, you know, of that situation and then there's no no, no, no takers for him. 
Um, you got to go back, got to go in that locker room, knowing you're trying to leave those guys. It's like now, do they accept you back in the locker room? Do they uh, question your ability of, of being there with them? Like it's, it's a lot of questions that needs to be answered. And James is the only one that can really answer those. And then maybe his teammates may know why he wants to get out. We don't know about it. It can't be basketball. It, it can't be because you're on a championship contending team. So it's got to be something deeper that we don't know about. And hopefully his teammates understand where he's coming from. EJ wanted in particular to play this while you and I were here because don't we know why Harden wants out? He wanted a different contract. They didn't want to pay him for forever and a blank check, basically. So he's like, okay, I'll go. Am I missing something? This is not a mystery. We know why he's out, right? Pretty much, yeah. It was the fact that he, I think, feels like he was kind of lied to. Like he right. took less and opted in at times when he could have maybe cashed in on a bigger deal so that the Sixers could bring in P.J. Tucker and improve the team. And I think the maybe wink-wink idea was that, oh, we know, we'll take care of you on the back end. And then Maury said, actually, uh, we're not going to sign you long-term. Yeah, so I, I, that's what confused me when I first read the headlines of McGrady's comments in the magazine is that we know what's going on here. Like, Daryl Morey has told us what's going on for the most part, and it's what you just laid out is that he left money on the table last year so they could buy other players, other free agents, thinking that he'd get a nice big fat deal now. And they're like, eh, maybe not. So he got pissed and he wants to go out. Now, to me, this the the issue remains not why he wants to leave, but just the fact that he wants to leave because as I think where McGrady's best points are is that the Sixers are closer to a title in theory than any power in the West because there are so many more powers in the West. Like it's just an easier game to get through the East than it is the West, specifically with the Clippers I understand Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, why you'd want to go there. But I also would understand if you went, I don't, those guys don't play a lot and they seem awfully fragile. And the last thing James Harden needs, if he truly is about trying to get to the end and win a title, is he wants as many known commodities as possible. And those guys are known talent-wise, but not necessarily locked in health-wise. And I think some of it was uh, maybe projection a little bit from T-Mac, only because T-Mac never played with players the caliber of Joel Embiid, uh, Chris Paul, some of the other players. I mean, he had Yao Ming, who also got hurt a lot in Orlando. He played with nobody. So, you know, he's looking at someone who probably looks as kind of like a historical peer saying, dude, you have Joel Embiid, and you're saying, ah, I mean, right. get me out of here. Like, it's, if I think to him, he thinks about his career saying, hey, those cracks at titles don't come very often. Be careful what you wish for. In the GQ article, he says, and there's nothing, I guess you could go back and kind of count this, but he said Harden has probably played with the most Hall of Famers of anybody in NBA history, balancing between the teams that he has. And again, that's a fair point. The guy can't be happy. Like, I'd rather, we know why he wants out of Philly. We can call BS on that or not, valid or not. But the, the fact is he wants to leave another situation. He just keeps having to go somewhere else for whatever reason. And that just, I'm I'm out of patience, much like T-Mac is with James Harden. Let's do baseball next. John Paul Morosi, one of the best in the business, MLB Network. He's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Choose your weapon. Peeps with salsa or a kielbasa to the face. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
baseball's trade deadline is Tuesday afternoon. And with a third wild card in each league, there are more teams, as expected, who believe they're in than are out. Are we buyers? Are we sellers? How much will happen before Tuesday? It will not involve Shohei Otani. There's a lot to discuss before the trade deadline, and as the season hits the back third, I guess, of the of the calendar, we'll do it all right now with one of my favorites in the business. John Morosi does it as well as anybody. Loves hockey, too. Judging by his Twitter feed, he speaks a little French. Uh, he's the full package, and he's with us this morning here on CBS Sports Radio. John, it's Andrew. How are you, man? Andrew, I am outstanding, my friend. Happy trade deadline season to you and your listeners this morning. Yeah, right, right back at you. And I'll, I got to admit right away, I was one of the guys banging the drum for the Angels to trade Otani under the assumption that he's not going back there, so they got to get something for him. Um, so I guess my first question is: Is my assumption wrong? Is there a chance that he resigns long term with the Angels? There's a chance, Andrew. Uh, I'm not sure how high the chances are. I I would personally place them at under 50%, decidedly. But the the to the extent that there is a chance that he returns there, it is wrapped up in his belief that this team can compete. And the only way for them to prove that to Shohei Otani right now is to make a run at the playoffs. And, and I think that now that you've gone this far down the path with having Otani on your roster and and obviously not trading him a year ago, it it does make sense to me, Andrew, that that you just see it through and add in Lucas Chialito, add in Reynaldo Lopez, the chances of the Angels getting a package back that would effectively buy them out of the chance to make the playoffs with Shohei, to be able to sign them this winter, I just think it was unlikely based on the way things were trending. So once you've ventured this far down the path, Andrew, see it through and and take your chances with the most unique talent that that any of us have ever seen in the baseball world. So all that being said, do they do more deals by Tuesday, or is Giolito and Lopez the biggest thing they'll pull off here? They should do more deals, and I was told uh, a couple nights ago they were still working on, on the third base picture because Anthony Rendon's status is still uncertain, and uh, I know Jamer Condelario is one name that they've looked into as well. And also, let's not forget, Andrew, that and I had a conversation with Mike Trout yesterday here in Detroit. He expects to come back in, in August. Uh, it's not entirely sure exactly what his date will be, but Mike Trout expects to play again this season, down the stretch. And that's a really welcome development for the Los Angeles Angels and their fans. And how much of a greater trade deadline acquisition could anybody hope to get than number 27, Mike Trout himself? So it's just, it it is an exciting time. And I could tell when I spoke with Mike yesterday how reinvigorated he is to see the front office making this move uh, to get Giolito and Lopez to keep Otani, it's it's a really good time right now for the Angels. And, and oh, by the way, yesterday they, they go out there and sweep a doubleheader from the Tigers. Otani throws a shutout in game one, hits a couple homers in game two. <laughs> it's just one of the more remarkable things we've ever seen in sports, to be honest with you. And, and so I, I think this last week has reaffirmed why the Angels are not trading Shohei Otani. Before we leave him, when we get to the winter, and whether it's staying in Anaheim or going somewhere else, what – what does the dollar figure for him look like in your mind? Well, I, I think that it's it's going to be above 
$500 million. I think that is, that is not just my own projection. A lot of people in the baseball industry who are not his agents believe that to be the case. And so uh, it's, it's going to be half a billion dollars, give or take, which is an extraordinary statement to make about Shohei Otani and his future. The reality is, Andrew, he's, he's just unlike anyone else we've ever seen. And, and this is why I think we have at times struggled in our, in our sports media landscape to appropriately put context on him because we are so, I think we are so contingent on comparisons. That, that, is, that is how we speak often in sports. Yeah. There is no comparison for him. Right. And so it is folly to try it. Babe Ruth himself is not a comparison for Shohei Otani. He is a one-of-one. And so rather than debating him or or comparing him, just enjoy what he does. I lot lot. I've got one more question about him. Um, Are there people in MLB headquarters who would secretly tell you that they hope he leaves the West Coast? I I don't think so, necessarily. And and I think that when you look at, Andrew, the, the broad picture of the game, you know, he's, he has become a global icon while playing on the West Coast for not the most famous West Coast team. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think that – and this, again, from a marketing perspective, I, I've never really bought into that thinking, to be honest with you. It, it's all about um, the, the fans and, and certainly how we in the media handle things. I don't think for – to use another sport, I, I don't think anybody ever said, well, Aaron Rodgers has to leave Green Bay to become a superstar. I mean, nobody's ever said that. Uh, you know, Steph Curry, you know, he's, he's never been playing for the, for the most famous West coast team. Um, and that's, that, that does not seem to have hurt his career in terms of his marketability, Andrew. So I, I think that that, that thinking to me, and, and I appreciate the question. Uh, I, I just, I don't buy into that really. I, I think that we in the media can focus on who we want to focus on. And I, I've never really believed that Shohei is in any way diminished by the, the, the team that he's playing for. And, you go to the World Baseball Classic, it didn't seem to focus, didn't seem to change the, the, the 55,000 people who were showing up at the Tokyo Dome and the millions of people in Japan who were watching that uh, World Baseball Classic that he was playing for the Angels and not the Dodgers or the Yankees. So I, I, I think that a lot of that thinking to me is a little outdated, and, and we in baseball need to move beyond. And this is my own opinion about uh, as a baseball person. We've got to move beyond thinking that, oh, we've got to have him playing for the Dodgers. You know, again, Griffey, Griffey made the Mariner uniform famous. So did Ichiro. So I, I think Otani's just fine right, right where he is. John Morosi, MLB Network, is with us here this morning on CBS Sports Radio. You mentioned third base uh, a few minutes ago with the Angels. Maybe not for them, but other teams. Is Nolan Arenado available in St. Louis right now? You know, Andrew, it's probably one of the most important questions in the whole sport right now is, is where things are standing w- with the Cardinals and Arenado. What I would say is this. The Cardinals are not playing well enough to have guys who are off limits. <laughs> and I think to that extent, they're open-minded on Nolan because they have to be. My, my sense of the situation is that they would prefer to get the pitching they need by moving other players. But if they can't, put Brendan Donovan on the market and Nolan Gorman and, and, and get the pitching back they need that way. And if their only way to get back the pitching they need is to, is to put uh, Arenado in a trade with the Dodgers, I think they have to consider it. So um, am I at a spot yet where I would say a trade involving 
Arnato is likely. No, I'm not there yet, but it's certainly possible, and, and this might be the best way that they can access the pitching they need, especially from the Los Angeles Dodgers. What about the Padres? They've got Blake Snell, there's Josh Hader, there's even Juan Soto. How do you think they handle the time between now and Tuesday? Snell available, Hader available, Soto perhaps available, but less so than the first two names that I mentioned. Snell and Hader are both free agents after the season, and the Padres are just they're going nowhere right now. They, they are stuck. And so I think the way that you do that is you, is you put your guys out there on the market and see what you can get for them. Um, Juan Soto, I, I would be mildly, I emphasize mildly surprised if he's moved, but not terribly surprised because they're, they're stuck right now. There's, there's just not a lot of certainty in the way that they're performing. And A.J. Preller has always been someone who's comfortable making a big deal. So I, I think that the first two guys I, I do expect to move Soto, I'm a little bit less sure on, but I, I think it's around a 50-50 possibility right now. How aggressive do you think the Reds and O's are by Tuesday? I think the Orioles even more aggressive than the Reds because they've got so much talent to move, Andrew. that Their, their farm system is in such an amazing position, and their need for a starting pitcher is there. I was told last night Michael Lorenzen is one name that the Orioles are looking at, uh, but the Reds certainly in a very similar position. They need some more starting pitching to, to be able to compete there with the Brewers. The Brewers have been in a better run of form here of late. The Brewers added Carlos Santana. Time for the Reds to answer. A personal question. Uh, when I sit down for dinner Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening, will Max Scherzer and or Justin Verlander still be on my Mets? I, I think Scherzer, yes. Um, Verlander, I, I, I think there's a bit more momentum behind a potential deal there. Uh, the, the Giants are one team to watch on Justin. And I think, as you know, Andrew, it's going to come down to whatever uh, Verlander wants to do. He's got a full no-trade clause. And here's the other piece of this that I want to be clear about with the Mets. We've, we, there's been a lot of conversation this year about what Steve Cohen's next move is. They better make if, – if, if they have any hope of landing Otani, if that's their idea here, They've got to put together a better team right now that's more flexible. Otani has already lived for a long time the, the life of a player on a team that spent a bunch of money on veteran players who are either not healthy or not terribly productive. Uh, that is not He does not want to walk right back into that on the East Coast. I, I think that the, the likelihood of them signing Otani is low to begin with, and unless they, they reconfigure this lineup to make it a much younger and more exciting group, I see very little chance that Otani winds up with the Mets. And the only way that I think they do that is if they trade Verlander in the next few days. John, it's always great to talk to you. Great info as always. I super appreciate it. Uh, try to get some rest here in between now and Tuesday, and we'll talk to you again, I'm sure, before the postseason. Thank you, Andrew. Best time of the year, my friend. You do a great job on the show. Really appreciate the conversation here today. Thanks again. Thanks, John. That's John Morosi, MLB Network, NHL Network as well. He's all over the place. Um, one of my faves, super nice guy, and does just a great job on top of all of that. So we thank John for jumping on with us. Uh, and MLB Network is always super helpful uh, with their personnel sharing them with us. So always thanks to them as well. Uh, it is nearing Target Demo Friday. Time an epic fail Coming off an epic stunt to a news, all that's still to come. But for now, let's get some headlines. Here's uh, here's Boyle again. 
All righty, Bogues, and going off of baseball, yesterday, of course, another historic performance from the aforementioned Shohei Otani. Complete game, one hit shutout in game one of the doubleheader in Detroit against the Tigers yesterday, and then two home runs in game two, first time in Major League history that anybody's thrown a shutout in game one, then hit a home run, let alone two, in game two. That second one, his 38th of the year. Angels sweep the doubleheader. Otani did exit the second game after he launched that second home run uh, with what manager Phil Nevin said as cramps, but said that Otani is fine. And the Angels adding Lucas Giolito Wednesday night. So, again, things looking up right now for the Halos. Uh, Elsewhere, just three other games across baseball. We've continued to talk throughout the morning about the ejections in the Cubs-Cardinals game yesterday. After Ian Happ hit catcher Will, uh, Wilson Contreras uh, on the head and caused him to bleed on a backswing. And then Miles Michaelis, Cardinal starters, retaliated, hit Ian Happ. He was ejected. Cubs win after all the dust settled. 10-3. They are back to 500. 51 wins, 51 losses. The Mets, meanwhile, they had to wait through a rain delay. They were able to come back and beat the Nats 2-1. to one, But it doesn't seem the front office has a whole lot of hope in their season They sold off the closer, David Robertson, yesterday uh, to the Miami Marlins. Divisional rival, nonetheless, who has lost 10 out of their last 12 games in exchange for a couple of prospects. And Josh Naylor with three RBIs. The Guardians back above 500 now. They beat the White Sox 6-3. Women's World Cup last night. Argentina and South Africa played to a 2-2 draw in Group G. This morning... Wasn't impressive again, but England with another 1-0 clean sheet, this time over Denmark. And you hate tea to see it just about 20 minutes ago. (laughs) China, despite being reduced to 10 players just 28 minutes in, got the decisive goal off a penalty in the 73rd minute, held on to beat Haiti 1-0, effectively eliminating the Haitians from the competition. Did you like that one? I did. If If you're angling for a World Cup bacon, we can make that happen. Yeah, that's so... I don't know if, yeah, I guess we could do World Cup bacon. The The hard part would be the time change because there are games going on now. True, it would have to be the ones that start here on the East Coast at like 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night, which yeah. in Australia and New Zealand is like noon, 1 p.m. Yeah, because you need to be topical, so you need to be right on top of it, So, but you can't wait for the games to end. You need some time to write. So, yeah, maybe we pick the first two games of the day that are done before we go on the air. But you'd still be walking in for 6 a.m. with a complete blank slate. Do the people want Women's World Cup bacon? Well, I think the people want you. I think the people want you showing off. Because did they want tennis bacon? Probably not. But then they got you rapping in a British accent. (laughs) I think you're the victim of your own success here. I don't know. I I didn't intentionally do a British accent when I was doing Biggie Smalls. Obviously, he's not British. No, but British. Right. But maybe I was just, I, I kept the flow of the British accent yeah. going from whatever I was just talking about before that. Unless, I'm always amazed by well, whatever the accent is, that it disappears when people sit, like sing in, or perform in English. Yes. Maybe you have the reverse. Maybe you, when you rap, mm. you have a British accent out of nowhere. Okay. Maybe. Kind of like Drake. Drake, you know, he goes into <laughs> Jamaican accents and exactly. Southern accents and... This could be a thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, NFL news. Uh, again, the big news yesterday, the scare that the Bengals got from franchise quarterback Joe Burrow just a day after Justin Herbert's big contract extension. Joe Burrow said a deal would get done when it gets done. 
and then he was spotted limping while scrolling out to the or scrambling out to the pocket during a play in training camp. Went down, carted off the field, but Zach Taylor told reporters afterwards that he believes it is just a strained calf. Meanwhile, star wide receiver Jamar Chase, here's what he was thinking when he saw his quarterback go down. Just went over there to talk to him, see how he was feeling. You know what I'm saying? We always give each other that look that night. And he told me he's going to be all right. So, you know, he's a strong dude. He'd be good. Nod. Yeah, he just gave me a nod. He's all right. So, you know, Joe's a strong dude. Yeah, he's a strong dude. Um, the other big news coming out of yesterday was Sean Payton's uh, absolute annihilation of Nathaniel Hackett and basically everybody whose hands stunk, to use his words, uh, in the Broncos' woes last year. Uh, meanwhile, here was the the running back for the Broncos, Javante Williams, after Sean Payton went on to talk about how he thinks this team this year is a playoff team. That just lets you know how much he believes in the team. Um, and that's big for him to say that after the season that we had last year. He could have came in with any kind of mindset, but for him to believe in us like that, um, it showed the talent that we got here and it showed that once we get it all together, how, uh, how good things going to go. Things are going to get rocky real quick if they don't get off to a good start. There you go. Rocky. In Denver, like it. See? See? You can't not do it. <laughs> uh, finally, college football news. More expansion, or, I mean, is it expansion if you return back to the conference you helped found decades ago? The Colorado Buffaloes are departing the Pac-12 after this season and are returning to the Big 12 to start the 2024-25 calendar year. The Big 12 University presidents unanimously voted to approve Colorado on Wednesday night. Not even a day later, the University of Colorado Board of Regents unanimously approved the resolution to return the Buffaloes to the Big 12. Now, does this persuade Deion Sanders to stay, even if he gets a relatively similar offer from another school now in the next two years? Oof. I mean, the Big 12's putting itself close to those other ones, but I mean, still, I would think... Like, if he gets an SEC job, he's leaving no matter what, I would say, right? I don't know. Maybe not any SEC job. Not Vanderbilt. Right, <laughs> you don't believe in Clark Leah, Leah. I just don't. I just him? don't think that like or you know could was would Dion go to Arkansas? You know if he somehow is the top. Arkansas has crazy money. Right, I'm just thinking of like prestige and like I that honest, much I of a difference. I honestly think he would probably go anywhere but Vanderbilt. <laughs> Does he like Jerry Jones? If I'm throwing Arkansas out there, I believe yeah, I believe he's good with the Cowboy organization and Jerry yeah. Jones. So, I, yeah. I I think there are some. There's there's some no's in the SEC for him. Like is Kirby Smart going anywhere or Saban? Maybe maybe he takes over Alabama in like five years. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, either way, the Pac-12 continues to get decimated. Now they are reportedly embracing expansion. Uh, only about five years too late. Conference released a statement which stated they are focused on concluding a media rights deal first, and then immediately after they will quote bring new fans, markets, excitement, and value to the Pac-12. End quote. Only one problem, folks: they can't seem to land a media deal. Right. That's why we're in this. <laughs> they had like a six problem in the first place. They had like a six-paragraph statement yesterday how awesome the Pac-12 is and is going to be. While the Big Twelve just said they're back about Colorado, that was their that was I their that. statement. They're back as if they're Michael Jordan, right. as if their football team hasn't been a disgrace <laughs> for the last however you know decade. <laughs> Either way, uh, we'll finish up some WNBA and some golf. Sparks beat the Fever last night, eighty-one sixty-eight, behind twenty-five points from Neka Agwumake and Brianna Stewart with a thirty-three point double-double. The Liberty outgunned the Dream. 
Uh, why don't I not have the score written down? 95-84. They've won eight out of their last nine. Finally, the 3M Open in Blaine, Minnesota. PGA Tour uh, has resumed after the final couple of players in round one were suspended yesterday due to inclement weather. Uh, Kevin Streelman, he is one under today on the day, so he is tied with Lee Hodges at the top at eight under. Did you did you want anything else from me here today, Bogues? Unless you've got any more golf jokes, no, you're good. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I, I was. I tried to think of something off the top of my head about three M. I couldn't do it. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. I think that's it. All right, you can and, rest. Oh, and of course, Jalen Ramsey for the Dolphins knee surgery, meniscus out six to eight weeks. He will miss the start of the season. You can rest easy now. Boyle for you, Boyle fans. will be back next week with us. I think for all five days next week. Is that yes? True. All five days playing the role of EJ, who's been playing the role superbly of Sean this week. So uh, it's Pat's turn to pretend to be um, lazy, out of shape, disconnected, over important. You pick the word that Sean usually presented, embodied, and that's your role next week. Fat, kind of. Um, Can't use the F word. You know that. That's one of the main rules. That's still a rule, I believe. The F word is not allowed on the show. Even though Sean's done? I think we got to continue that. That could be his legacy, that he got the F word out of our lexicon. He got that scourge out of American society. If I ever were to be fortunate enough to get the job, I'm bringing it back in. I'm telling you that now. I would bring it up to Pete. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Last call for your responses to the Target Demo Friday meme. How you're listening, where you're listening, and who should replace Sean at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogus. You can find the memes there. It's on our Facebook page as well. Uh, we will go through your responses, plus your epic fail after our last time out on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Please knock. Dan in Mechanicsburg is asleep in the Lazy Boy. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, we're back. Closing out a Friday edition of the DA Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogish, EJ Stewart, Ryan Betcher, Pat Boyle with us on this Friday. Epic fail in just a second. Target demo Friday in just a second. But I want to take a moment here uh, to thank the guys 
here today, Pete, Schwartz, um, Caserta, everyone that's helped out this week without DA coming off everything that was last week. Uh, it was an odd week around here. I didn't know what days it was at some point. EJ and I had about six different text changed. Did we mean Tuesday? Did I mean Wednesday? Is it Thursday? Did you say Friday? I was all over the place this week. So thanks to everybody here for getting me through these five days. Thanks to everybody listening who sent in kind tweets and DMs or whatever, complimenting all of us. It's all of our pleasure to be here uh, and hang out with you guys when DA is getting his much-needed break. He's back here on Monday. I'll go back to my job. Pete will choose what days he can work here, what other days he needs to ask interview questions to people, uh, and Boyle will play Sean's role next week. So again, thanks to everybody here, everybody outside as well for this super fun week. Now it's your epic fail. This is a doozy of a stun to a news. Manatees, brother-on-brother crime in a pool in Florida. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. I'm going to read the first sentence of the article. A Florida manatee died earlier this year after having too much high-intensity sex with his brother. What? What did he say? Say it slowly. High-intensity sex. High-intensity, boot-knocking, ugly-bumping, high-intensity, hot, dirty sex with his brother. (laughs) My favorite porn star. It's just beautiful. And I believe they were in Florida because where else would they be? Oh, of course they were. Yeah, the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium. They were the only two uh, manatees in the building. Oh, no. One of the fatal injuries, Uh a 14 and a half centimeter rip in his colon. Oh, ow, ow. He sucked the meat right off the bone. Disgustingly off. You don't you don't pick up any romantic significant others at all. So he was good oh, lord. That hurts. I mean, you talk about high intensity. Nothing screams high intensity more than a 14 and a half centimeter rip in the cold. He said he didn't alter any balls. I think that's how you grade the intensity level. Up to five centimeters low intensity. Five to twelve, just as intense. And then once you get past twelve, that's high intensity. Yeah, twelve plus. Got his ass cooked. <laughs> he got cooked. Adrian, you didn't go down like that, huh? He got cooked. <laughs> so, I mean, apparently this was all fair game, though, for the folks at the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium. They, uh, a fecal sample collected from Hugh after the encounter confirmed the presence of fresh blood. I mean, a, a 14 oh, and a half second we good. Rat. Well, I'm, so, I'm reading the article. You can't handle the truth. So it says that, uh, you know, there were months-long heightened sexual activity between the two brothers, but this was the first time the pair had been observed initiating and mutually seeking interactions from each other. My actions don't require any defense. In the same situation, I'd do it again. Imagine being in that lab getting a tour when that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and take a look over here. <laughs> or don't. Epic fail, you loser. Yeah. Is why you fail. Epic fail. Uh, I mean, that story had everything. My goodness. My thank you, by the way, for including the fourteen centimeter colon laceration. That was really the. Oh, the that was what did him in. Uh, right. That's what got him. <laughs> it's time for your. It's time for Target Demo Friday. We asked you where you're listening, how you're listening. As always, the caveat this week of who should replace Shawnee. Um, we begin. A la Sean with his good friend, our good friend, the official bagpiper. Oh, that's a toss to this? Yeah. Is there an open? I thought we came out of this. I don't. Out of the break with this. I never. I thought you were freestyling. I didn't know what no, was going No, I on. don't. Guys, see, here's the thing. This is obvious by now. 
I'm around this show for, for years, and I still don't know how a lot of it works. And it's very infrequent where I'm the one in charge on a Friday. Yeah, so whatever's supposed I, to happen right now. I think this initially was on Betcher, no offense. I think we bump back with this. At least that's what I've done every time. But after no, we, I mean, that's my fine. Fault. You do the fail. Yeah, well, you should have tossed it. No, I mean, I have, to, I have to write the open of the show with Waterloo because I'll mess it up. I, mean, I have yes, to write it almost word for word to get through that whole <laughs> thing. a couple of times. Because I'm a dope. I can't do the open for the fourth, the fourth well, hour I mean, of the look, show you're, you're in the big chair. So I'm thinking, hey, you know, you're like, hey, screw what you know, no. DA normally does. I'm going to do it my way. Nope. <laughs> I'm, Frank Sinatra. I'm an go. idiot. You've got to hold my hand and walk me through all of this. Yeah, so there's a stink, there's stink on a lot of people's hands, to quote Sean Payton yeah, here. <laughs> this one's on me. Play whatever you need to play right now. You can, you can play it, bitch. It's a Friday fiesta. Here's what our listeners in the Target demo are up to. I've heard this before. You're right. There is an open to this segment. You're right. There you go. Foxy, uh, listening in the city on my Alexa all week. I'm feeling alive. Heading down to Baltimore today to see the Yankees. Who should replace the old Mraz? I don't know, but at Pat Boyle 44 in a diaper and call him Big Baby. Hashtag Target Demo Friday. Hashtag Let's Get Porked. I'm a zilch in this business. I'm a nobody. Read Fatty Crackers Phillips listening via Twitch in Kentucky trying to hide from the heat this weekend. For all the deserved props Ryan has received for his shirts, EJ also needs some love today for his X-Men 97 style shirt. Hashtag Cold Water. I'm trashing my own junk. Mm. I'm on the DA Show Facebook page. Doug Bailey says, listening on XM Radio in Woodhaven, Michigan, I think you need a guy who is great at making game day food, clueless about the animal kingdom and geography, and is not such a Yankees and Giants fanboy. I nominate myself. I will bring Vienna sausages wrapped in bacon, slow cooked in a brown sugar sauce to the studio. Quote, man candy. It's so succulent and delicious. Mm. That sounds good. Cigar smoking dude. Good morning, guys. I'm listening on the Odyssey app from my empty office in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's shorts and polo shirt day. What do you, Pete the Body? Bring on Tom Doyle, and I'm considering day drinking because I can. Hashtag casual Fridays. Hashtag happy weekends. There you go. Just say that, man. That freaking clown. Backwards Brian watching with Twitch from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I can't narrow it down to one, but my final four are Boyle, EJ, Carlos, and Dan in Mechanicsburg. I'd be happy with either. Hashtag Target Demo Friday. Hashtag The Replacements. Hashtag No Big Deal. It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. Uh, Brian Duggins is on Facebook. YouTubing it up at work. Shh. Don't tell them I'm on my phone. Hashtag Bring in Boyle. Demolish. Dominated controlled number eight Utah in an absolute down to victory. So let me just tell you this folks. That I, I feel like Hickey was really drawing that up. I don't know if that was real. Anyway, I got another one from the Facebook page on the DA show. Delbert David, what's up from Delbert in Detroit? Listening to you from my phone, me and my friend Kim love Major League Baseball tonight. <laughs> Miami, Mets, Minnesota, and Atlanta Parlay. Look out. I can only imagine how that one's going to go. Let's go, Jets. Moist Pork. Happy Target Demo Friday. Watching on Twitch in Baltimore. Boyle's my number one choice when I'm good with anybody. As long as they contribute exciting content and not just sit there quietly. P.S. Ryan's outfit. Five oinks. I you love the tie. 
Moist Pork is the official clothing expert of the show. So that's a heavy, valid, significant five oinks from him for Hickey. Kudos to Hick for the talks that he wore yesterday to his interview for Sean's job. Dixieland Dan watching on hashtag Twitch gang. The only acceptable answer to replacing Mraz is Pat Boyle. It's Pat and everybody else. He's done more for the A-Show in the last two years than anyone other than the four OGs. I'll also accept an EJ. There we go. I was so mad about the game. If I it's, punched the cashier. If it's not one of those two, we start a D-Alien riot. Well, this has worked out really well for you, Boyle. I don't know if you needed it, but... You've cleaned up in this question that EJ, did you write, you wrote the question, right? Or did Cap write the question? This is a Cap question. Of course it was Cap. I should have known better. It's not an EJ question. Cap never hesitant to stir the pot in any way he can. Of course it was Cap sitting in the back, thinking of ways to mess people up. Just throwing a grenade right into the middle of the crowd and just running. And as always, just sitting down there, no camera on Cap, no mic on Cap. He works from home one day this week. Cap comes and goes as he pleases and just leaves damage in his wake. Comes in randomly, takes a picture of Ryan. Right. What's it for? Ah, don't, don't worry, worry about it. Don't worry about it, kid. Is that what he, is that what you said to him? You said, what is it for? And he said, don't worry about no, it. He was, he was open. He was like, I'm just taking a picture of you for the meme. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was sweet talking EJ about some kind of superhero thing, probably to distract him from some act. Maybe he took a picture of you that he's going to use down the road yeah, somehow. for next week's. Mean that I don't even know. That's hidden camera in here somewhere. Mm. The mastermind. Did we read the what? There's a guy from Germany on the Facebook page. Did we read that one out loud? I don't know. Yeah, he's in Stuttgart and he's listening on Apple Podcasts. So people in America this week were struggling to find side the PGP, but this guy's in Germany crushing it on Apple Podcasts for the show. Germans are smart people. Americans uh, can't say the same. Um, all right, they let us do five full shows. We're done. I might burn a day Monday. I'm exhausted. We'll see. Huge thanks to EJ all week, to Betcher, to Bilotti, Boyle, Caserta, Schwartz, Emmanuel, Hickey, all of you guys at home. Have a tremendous weekend. DA's triumphant return is on Monday. Until then, the mothership disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.